Welcome to Button Mash, a show where we mash all your video game content for the week for you to listen to at the press of a single button. My name is Roger, and with me, because Chris has decided to take a fucking holiday, the piece of shit. Back again with us, we've got our good friend, Zach, from the News to Reviews podcast. Welcome back, Zach. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me back again. And can I just say, yes, I agree with what you just said, Chris, you piece of shit. How dare you out me to your audience and tell everyone that when I got to (laughs) Melbourne, that you snapped me in half like a twig? He's now in a wheelchair, by the way. Oh, God. They had to send me back in pieces. And I've only just just managed to get back in the chair so I can record with you guys today. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris. Glad you could make it, man. Glad you could make it because if you didn't, um, I don't know what I would do. You're, you're a lifesaver. You've saved this show so many fucking times throughout this crazy year. And we are very, very grateful. Zach, I'm glad. I'm really glad you survived. Bloody oath. I always love being here. It's always so much fun. Zach, tell the people what you do outside of Button Mash and where they can find your beautiful stuff around the interwebs. So, as Roger said before, we have a little old podcast called News to Reviews, where we talk about gaming news and impressions on whatever the hell we've been playing that week. Uh, Lockie and I sit down and do that every week, release episode, new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And you can hit us up on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our Twitter is probably the best place to keep track of everything we are doing. And our Twitter handle is at News to Reviews. And that's with a number two instead of the word two. Beautiful. And if you wanted to follow Button Mash, it's at Button Mash Pod on the Twitters, on the Instagrams. And we also have a wonderful website with all the links you'll ever need when it comes to Button Mash, www.buttonmashpod.com. Com, Zach, I'm really happy that you're back this week because last time you were here, we talked about how Anthem is your favorite game of all time and it's only fitting. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that, that you're back this week. You probably organized Chris's holiday so you could jump on and talk a little bit of uh, of Bioware with us because... Old mate Casey Hudson, who we've talked about multiple times on this show, and his mate Mark Dara leave Bioware. They've left. So who's who's looking after Anthem next? What's what's gonna happen? Are you scared? Are you worried? Uh, well, uh, anyone who listened to the episode <laughs> I was on last time will know. <laughs> That I was already super sceptical on whether or not we'd Anthem Next would ever even see the light or day, and if it ever does, if it will be anything worth playing. And now at this point, it's 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 they're all jumping off the sinking ship. You can see that's what's happening here. <laughs> They've had so many exits over the years, and this is probably the most high-profile ones yet. I yeah. I, this well, t- no, 2012 one was the biggest one because the founders left. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, other yeah, well, other than all the way back then, I, I more meant in the recent history after Mass Effect Andromeda and all that kind of hmm. dramas around there. Uh, but yeah, far out. Uh, it doesn't give me high hopes for anything they have in the pipeline, really. And, but with with what they've cranked out the last couple of times, I was already in that position. So it's it yeah it. I'm beating a dead horse at this point. It's it's yeah. I, I don't see I don't see Bioware 
releasing anything of any value anytime soon. Uh, sorry to any big Bioware fans out there. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just a, it doesn't look good. Hey, look, I mean, even hardcore Bioware fans, like they're probably the ones that are most offended about mm. what, um, but what Bioware's put out the last few times, like you said. So what we're talking about here uh, in the article we'll be referring to for this one was written by Jeff Grubb over at VentureBeat. It says, Bioware executives Casey Hudson and Mark Dara are leaving the studio, according to blog posts from Hudson and Dara, as well as from publisher Electronic Arts. Uh, the companies were quick to reassure fans that these departures will not disrupt the announcement plans uh, for upcoming Bioware uh, projects. These include the recently announced Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Dragon Age 4, and the rebooted Anthem Next. Christian Daly, who was part of the Anthem Next team, who I think we um, quoted last time you were here, is taking over Dragon Age 4. So they're, they're trying to reassure us, at least, that, you know, Anthem Next is still happening. Like, even before this, we were like, well, you know, like, when it happens, it happens. Um, We don't want another, I mean, not that I'm comparing Anthem to Cyberpunk, but in terms of delays is what I'm saying here. I'd rather just, you know what, man? Like, I wish it just went, don't say anything about it. Just let us forget about Anthem and then... When it was ready, you just go, hey, guys, remember that game that we released? That was a piece of shit. Well, guess what? We're making up for it. And here you go. Anthem next. Coming out in a week's time or whatever it is. You know, EA is responsible for bloody, um, what's that Battle Royale game? Oh, my God. Ooh, uh... The the Titanfall one just gone blank. Oh, uh, oh, wow! Now I can't remember it either. Holy <laughs> shit! I, ne- I, n- I, I never, I never played it. But Apex, I know the one talk- Apex the one in the Legends. Titanfall universe. I know who you're talking about. Apex Legends. Apex. That's it. Which was rumored or leaked a week prior to its release, and then boom, there you go. Apex Legends free battle royale. Um, you know, like they've. They've done it before. Why not just considering like, I mean, I'm I'm still convinced this thing is a free update. And if it's not, just give up on it now. Stop working on it. Put your resources somewhere else because no one's going to pay for it. Well, it's it's it seems like they it seems like they were trying to emulate the whole uh, the No Man's Sky model, you know, like release mm-hmm. this big update that that fulfills a lot of the promises that you made about the game in the first place but the thing that they're not doing which they did the developers over at no man's sky did they they no man's sky developers just went silent they just worked on the game for like a solid year just kept releasing these free updates until they had a really good product that apparently a lot of people really love these days i still can't bring myself I mean, to jump back into it though but yeah like so why yeah. not why not why not do that why not just just shut up about it and then people like people who you know don't care about anthem anymore like me uh, will not have any reason to shit on it in the news anymore. And people who do care about Anthem, when it eventually does come out, they'll be happy that they got this free update for it and it'll be a nice surprise for them. So I, I, I don't understand the tack that they're going with there. I totally agree. Yeah, it's it's such a weird one. I'm trying to think of, like, with No Man's Sky, did we know that they were at least working on an update? They, they basically because... they just did one statement 
uh, when everything yep. blew to shit and just said, we're going to update the game and, and work on the game. And then that was it. Radio silent. They didn't do any interviews, no marketing or anything right. like that. And then just bang, just started releasing the updates. And mm. Mm. Yeah. I guess the, the time frame is a little bit different as well. I believe the, the big update for No Man's Sky came in a year after it was released, mm. a little bit after that. We're almost at the two-year mark for Anthem mm. as well. Um, and I guess, look, they haven't taught us that much. We're, we're still pretty much at the stage of they're working on a reboot, but we don't know what that entails. Yeah. We talked about, what did we talk about last time? The, the combat or something? Or like... Are oh, they going to revamp the loot system? And, <laughs> that's like, right. It's just all different well, bits, was... and bits and bobs. Shit that just they should have had in the game <laughs> in the first place. They were describing a basic like yeah. looter game. Yeah. Uh, good times. Look, Bioware, at this point, just, just do your thing. Um, and yeah, I, I'm at the point where like, I'm not invested in their stuff anymore. I'm just like, yeah. whatever you put out, I'm just gonna, I guess I'll check it out and hope you do well. Hope for, I have some sort of hope for the people who work there that they are working hard and, you know, keeping their head down and um see what comes out of it but yeah this does not look good it's sad, it's sad man five good. or six years ago if i had heard about rumors of a new mass effect game coming i would have been so excited it would have been absolutely peaking uh but yeah mm-hmm. like with the rumors of it that, that that you know came out over the last few weeks it just seems like you're already working on so much already like it's it, it it's not, it's it's sad. It's it's sad to know the idea of a new Mass Effect isn't exciting these days. Uh, Very true. I mean, even the the legendary edition of Mass Effect. I'm like, mm. <laughs> some some remasters have been pretty, you know, yeah. average. Um, like thirteen recently, which was very sad because I was looking forward to to that game. So this with the the turmoil uh, they've gone through this year with Corona on top of that mm. as well. Ooh, I'm I'm still even that I'm a little bit reluctant. Yeah, well, which is crazy considering they're like established games. Well, I, I, I think Mass Effect Two back in the day as well too. It wasn't the sort of graphical powerhouse of the systems, you know. Like you play something like Uncharted and it look far far better, but they were going for a different thing. They were going for this massive scale, you know, it's a space RPG. But yeah, like because of that, I'd much prefer to see, you know, a ground up remake of Mass Effect 2 or something like that. I'd no mm-hmm. interest in playing Mass Effect 1. Mass Effect 3, I don't have any interest in playing through that again, though I didn't mind it. But yeah, no, I'm totally there with you. I'd, I don't think I'll be picking up the trilogy unless there's literally nothing to play, but there is so much to play. That's right. not happening. <laughs> that is not happening. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, let's move on to our next topic because our mate, our mate Kratos, PlayStation, I can't even say exclusive anymore. He's it's it's unbelievable like i it took me i'm gonna talk you through like the events that like where i finally started believing that kratos is a playable well that's a bit of a stretch to say that he's a skin in fortnite Mm. right is a skin that you can buy in the game which means because 
Fortnite is cross-play, cross-platform. Whatever you play on, you can transfer your account over. So basically, you can play as Kratos on Xbox or on your Nintendo Switch, which is... It blows my mind. It it blows my mind. I, I looked at that first tweet, uh, that leak that came out, and I was like, this is fake. This this is fake. Like this this can't happen. Like it's but could it? Could it happen? And then it like finally came out and I was like I have to go back into Fortnite and see it for myself. I had to actually go into Fortnite and go into the shop and actually look at it. And then I was like, but how does it work? If I buy it on my PlayStation now, can Xbox people see me? Can Xbox people buy this skin? And they can. It's crazy. Man, like, I hate Fortnite as much as you like. But what a fucking beast. Holy shit. I, I can't believe it. And it was already The Mandalorian um, which came in as he's the base character that you get when you buy the Battle Pass or this current season, which is uh, Chapter 2, Season 5, which is already pretty nuts. And then you, they take it to the next level by putting Kratos in there. And there's rumors that that hasn't been confirmed yet, but it looks pretty real. I mean, like, I, I've seen emotes and shit of the, the Warthog, but apparently you're going to get Master Chief as well, which now is, yeah, I... I like, I have no problem believing it now. Like, if Kratos is in there, why not? Um, and then I wouldn't be surprised if we get some sort of Nintendo character in there as well. Mm. How do you how do you feel about this whole thing? How like were you as shaken as I was Dude, when you saw this? Uh, look, I've, I experienced a real roller coaster of emotions. You know. Unlike you, when I saw it, I was I I didn't sort of question it. I, I thought, yeah, I I can see this happening. They're, like everyone's been in Fortnite at this point. They're, they're, I, it wouldn't surprise me having fucking anything in in Fortnite. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me having the chick from Queen's Gambit in Fortnite a skin for her. <laughs> you know, she like it, it's it's just they, they they cross over with fucking everything. It's in all the echelons of culture these days. And it seems like I'm guessing what the theme is here is that, you know, PlayStation's picked a mascot and Xbox has picked a mascot and obviously all they've got is Halo. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they haven't got a Halo for their brand new system. <laughs> and it looks fucking terrible. Sorry, I should uh... I feel bad for the Xbox people. <laughs> he had to get that in I feel, there. I feel very sorry for them right now. <laughs> uh, they've got lots of good third-party stuff to play. Anyway... Uh, but as a as a massive fan of God of War, the God of War remake is my favourite game of all time. I was like, oh, why, Sony? Why? Like, fucking put Ratchet in there for the kids. Why? Why? Why Kratos in Fortnite? You know, like he's this awesome character with his with like so many different layers of complexity and and like with these interesting relationships and this fucking amazing. And well, critically well-received game. And now it's just in Fortnite fucking hiding in bushes and fucking doing dances and shit like that. And like, you know, whatever. It's it's fun to see Kratos having a bit of fun. It's not like I'm like, oh, this ruins Kratos. But it just doesn't seem like the right pick for me if you're going to pick a mascot to be uh, going in as your numero uno. You know what I mean? Like even Drake, he'd mm. make more sense. 
in in, in, a, in a Fortnite. He shoots a fucking gun for fuck's it's, sake. That's like, so true. Oh God, Sony, what are you so doing? True. Hire me for your marketing. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Uh, yeah. Well, to to be fair, uh, to be fair, this season is uh, based around hunters. So the story behind it is this dude is looking for the best hunters in the universe, which is why the Mandalorian is one of them. Um, what fucking Master Chief's a hunter? He's a fucking space ranger. Like fucking yeah. Ratchet's as much of a hunter as what Master Chief is. They're who, both who would you have picked for Microsoft? Drake is as much of a hunter as <laughs> he just hunts <laughs> a treasure hunter <laughs> in the masses. You're killing hundreds and hundreds of people in those games, and yeah, hunting Very treasure true. as well. He finds a couple of treasures in the game. Yeah, so, a yeah, couple look, of treasures look, uh, I, I hope the kids like it it seems a bit weird to me that in a children's game they're putting someone with a disembodied talking head on their back but hey whatever it's it's 2020 we can have an avengers movie last year where someone gets decapitated and it's all good for the kitties to see so oh, i yeah. guess Fortnite's it's all fine. sweet now <laughs> it's all good man it's all good violence is fine right, so anything sexual but violence uh, uh, it's all good we've got to get the kids used to it <laughs> in case we ever have to so, send them to war <laughs> zach i'm putting you in charge of marketing at epic games um and i need you to pitch three characters um that we're gonna put in as skins so one playstation character one microsoft character and one nintendo Do character I have to fit the hunter theme yeah, it does have to fit in to the um, the current season because this is the the big crossover season. Got the Mandalorian already in there. Right. Um, we, we're going to put out the the PlayStation character first. Um, who are you putting forward? Oh. Who do we go to Sony easy, with and go? Easy. We want him in our game. Very well known in in the PlayStation community. The NPC that you play as in Hunting Simulator. I can't think of a better pick. <laughs> As who to, you know, wave the Sony flag and really let people know what Sony has Did to offer. Did you say the NPC that you play as? Is that what you said? <laughs> Sorry? Did you say the NPC that you oh, play yeah, as? Oh, yeah, NPCs are non player. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the NPC that you play. This isn't Watch Dogs Legion. You're not playing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, PlayStation exclusive character it's not even playstation exclusive that's the that's the thing no um as a hunter easy i would have gone aloy done boom oh she's a hunter hunter she's an amazing character oh and it would have been a nice female character for the ladies but hey fuck them right yep Whatever, you get your Halo Master Chief and oh, you get your love fucking Kratos. You get your masculine Didn't even think masculinity of that. boys. But yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully hey, maybe for Nintendo they'll they'll pick a female character. I, I don't know. But hey, yeah, um, I don't know. Link, I guess. I know I just picked a male one, but he uses a bow you, you, and, and whatnot. Yeah. Just pick the ones <laughs> people, that use bows, People were basically. saying um, <laughs> Samus from Metroid. I think that's... It's a good idea. I know nothing about Metroid. If she hunts, fuck yeah, I'm 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 down. She she rolls in a ball. I mean, I, I know that. So yeah, we know that. I mean, I, I haven't really played any Metroid games either, but it's kind of like I guess general knowledge, right? Like, is this 
well, space dude, and it's actually not a dude, it's a chick. Her name's Samus. And, yeah. and Ridley, yeah. I guess, is like, like you know, an alien thing. So I guess you could say Samus hunts aliens, I guess? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about Microsoft? What do they have? Oh, Ori? So, and that's the problem. Put Ori the in thing there. with Microsoft is you got to figure out what they have first. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can be... <laughs> <laughs> Put a Forza car in there. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, you can be a car from Forza Horizon 3. I guarantee you they're hunting kangaroos down in the Aussie Outback. So, 100%. What? All right, what, what do they actually uh, have? Look, like, they've got, they've got jokes gear, aside. Gears of War. Uh, oh. Why not Gears of War? Well, Gears of War, it's you know, it's alien war. It's as much a, it's as much of a hunter as what Halo is. Really. I mean, Kratos kills bloody demons, man. But that's what I mean. I don't think like, Kratos was a good pick either. <laughs> yeah, he hunt a deer, I guess, at the start of the game. <laughs> so yeah, he does hunt at some point. Uh, but yeah, that, I, 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 yeah, I, I can't think. I honestly can't think of anything else. I guess they've oh, got I really the, like your your alloy one. But they have Banjo Kazooie now. <laughs> they release nuts and bolts mm. on Microsoft. So true i think yeah. yeah i don't know i think i think master chief makes sense um but now you brought up gears of war i'm like damn i mean look it hasn't been put out yet but it looks pretty oh look <laughs> pretty damn likely. personally it was just yeah kratos in general to me i just felt like was a weird fit but look knowing it's in the hunter theme yep. i get why they do that i I, st- I do still think aloy is a way better pick though 100 percent. yep I agree. Oh, damn. You fucked up, Sony. <laughs> God damn it. All right, well, um, let's let's move on to our third topic, Zach, uh, which is a pretty interesting one. It's not directly video game related, uh, but I guess you could fit it in there somehow, right? Because there's this dude, this magician who has been trying to sue Sony, sorry, Nintendo, god damn, been talking too much Sony, trying to sue Nintendo for about 20 years now over a particular Pokemon card. And the article we'll be referring to for this one was written by Nicole Carpenter over at Polygon. And it reads, two decades ago, magician and illusionist Yuri Geller sued Nintendo in a California court for its Kadabra Pokemon card alleging uh, the company used his likeness to create the character. I mean, when I looked at that, I was like, he's just got fucking spoons, man. Like, that's the only likeness. What's What are you talking about? He has to at least have about? a moustache. Otherwise, I, I, I just wouldn't buy it at all. Like, fuck. Mm. And I, still, I was like, the dude's like, it doesn't even look human, right? So what are you talking about? And then you find out that... Bloody Kadabra's name, original name, his Japanese name is actually Yungela. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, like it's definitely based on him. But like, that's that's cool. I mean, I, I don't know, man. It, it goes back to what we talked about last week uh, with the whole FIFA thing. Uh, but that's directly like you're trying to recreate those well not recreate it it's literally like a photocopy of real people in a fucking video game yeah where like i mean this is like literally got the dude's last name in his name right 
so I don't know. Like it's still probably a little bit weird. Maybe it wasn't that weird back in 2000. But what really shocked me was that the dude was arguing that they basically make him look evil when he's trying to make a living doing magic. And people go, that's that Kadabra dude. He's a fucking asshole. I'm not going to go to his show, which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, uh, so weird. But anyway, Geller is known for his spoon-bending trick, just like Kadabra. So, yeah, cool. I get it. So now Geller is apologizing for the lawsuit in which he claimed Nintendo turned him into an evil occult Pokemon character and stole his identity by using his name and his signature image, according to a BBC story from 2000. The California lawsuit was dismissed in 2003. He reportedly filed several other lawsuits globally, according to The Guardian. I'm truly sorry for what I did 20 years ago, Geller wrote on Twitter. Kids and grown-ups, I am releasing the ban. It's now all up to Nintendo to bring my Kadabra Pokemon card back. It will probably be one of the rarest cards now. Much energy and love to all. Later, he published a video where he where he sorted through a large suitcase full of Kadabra memorabilia, uh, including cards in Japanese and English. The Japanese card is called Yungela, which is very close to Gela's name. Uh, he's also got a number of figurines and toys stuffed away in that bag. Uh, Geller told gaming website The Gamer that he received tremendous amounts of emails from Pokemon fans uh, asking him to drop the case and allow Nintendo to bring back uh, Kadabra. He added that Nintendo representatives picked up his letter. Crazy stuff. Like, I only found out, I, I knew about this, but I only found out about it quite recently. I don't play Pokemon cards, so that's probably why I didn't know about it, but... That's fucking insane. So for 20 years, he stopped Nintendo from using Kadabra in Pokemon cards. What a piece of shit. <laughs> like, fuck this guy. Got taken into court in the first place. And look, th- this guy has earned his own bad reputation already. Like, part of the reason why he has a bad reputation was because he sued Nintendo all the way back 20 years ago over this shit. Um, it's, it's not Nintendo, uh, it's not Nintendo giving him the bad reputation. He's totally, totally done it to himself. Apparently back in the day, uh, he was on like Johnny Carson because, uh, this guy vehemently, ve- uh, vehemently would tell people that he had telekinetic powers and he could actually bend these spoons, right? And Johnny Carson apparently used to be a magician, so he had him on the show. And part of their thing is like they they don't like magicians who try to uh, you know it, it sort of tell people it's all real and don't sort of admit that they are using trickery to do this stuff. And this guy would always refuse to say that it was a trick. He'd always say, "No, I've got these powers." So they gave him right. a spoon that wasn't one of his spoons, and oh, lo and behold, <laughs> he couldn't do the trick. Big shocker. And apparently it's only just now that he's coming around to sort of admitting that he doesn't actually have telekinetic powers, which, like, come on, fuck you, man. Like, you, what kind of a god complex do you have that you think that you can just get away with saying that shit? Like, WWE wrestlers don't pretend anymore that the shit's not fake. 
You know, like, like, who are you to pretend that you got fucking the powers of Jesus Christ? My God. Anyway, and then not to mention, you know, he sits there talking about how, oh, yeah, Nintendo, they've given me a bad name. I hate how they've betrayed me. And then go to show off the fucking years and years of Kadabra memorabilia that he's collected over the years. So clearly he has some kind of pride about all this different Kadabra stuff. Like my fucking to be, God. To be fair, he collected those as evidence for his court cases. Okay. Apparently when he was showing them <laughs> off, it was all like enjoy and like being like, oh, and then, then there's this one. And not in court, like when he was like it, during some <laughs> oh, kind no, of interview. There's, there, there's like, it's, it's on, like he tweeted it out. Like I've watched the video yeah. and it's just got this massive suitcase of evidence where he just opens it up and he's like, there's fucking this one and this figurine shit. Or it's just like showing what he had in there. Okay. But, right. but he's, you tell, I mean, you tell me he's not a bit It would be fucking weird. I, I don't know. It would be fucking weird. He's like, you know what? Secretly, like I masturbate to that 100%. stuff. Like a fucking He doesn't lover. have to keep that evidence to this day. Fuck off. It's been 20 years. He already won the court case. <laughs> he has no reason to keep that at all. He never he never won it. What? He never won it. Oh. It's just Nintendo was like, fuck this guy. Like the case was dismissed. Oh. And he's been trying to sue them. But he like Nintendo was just like, fuck this man. Like we're not, you know. Like, that seems so we're weird just gonna... for Nintendo to kowtow to, uh, to to the legal demands or something. Like they're the, they're the, one of the most litigious companies ever, and they're so defensive of their properties. I'm surprised that they wouldn't. Maybe fight that's it where out it comes from. That's, <laughs> that's why I assume that they must have settled something because fucking Nintendo. Yeah, they're they're ruthless. Yeah, yeah, maybe you know, maybe they did just yeah settle uh, at some point. We're like, look, man, like we're just gonna give it up. Here's some money, just shut the fuck up please we won't put Kadabra in anything anymore um because i mean like Kadabra is still a thing like he's still in the video game so mm. you got to think like they ob- he obviously didn't win because mm. they didn't erase him from history i thought it was just he's specifically still for the cards that he was going for though that i thought that was the whole reason why he wasn't he was still in other content yeah but i mean like the character himself is based on on him right like why would you go for the pokemon card and not the other it's it's the same thing Mm. but anyway that's that's the reasoning behind it which uh you were saying before like i haven't actually seen that but apparently he hasn't been on a single episode of um the pokemon tv show either which is this is crazy Mm. it's fucking insane But uh, look, I guess you know maybe he's getting a bit of a uh, bit of wisdom in his old age. Maybe he's 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 got cancer now and he's just trying to make up for all his mistakes. And um, he's all nice now. So you know what? Kudos to him to for for finally, you know, seeing the light. And that's oh, fucking insane, dude. I can't believe that was an actual thing. I, I, I guess his uh, powers of telekinesis are finally starting to wear <laughs> off. So now he's being humbled yeah. by that, you know? That's it. Maybe he's like, oh, fuck, people aren't coming to my shows anymore. <laughs> they know what I've been up to. i got to make money somehow. So. Honestly, what a shit trick to bending spoons. Fuck. <laughs> Come on. Hey, 20 years ago, maybe it was cool. Yeah, true, true. Uh, I mean, fucking Neo did it in the 90s, didn't he? Yeah, he certainly did. When did The Matrix come out? It's 90s, yeah, it was like, right? Yeah, the late 90s. Yeah, I think it was like... Yeah, yeah. I can't cool. remember the exact year. But Maybe that's where he got it from. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> they should sue him. Son of a bitch. 
Alright, well, boys and girls, let's move on to the games that we've been playing this week. But before we do, of course, we're going to remind you that if you are listening to the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, make sure that you leave us a cheeky review. Let us know that what you think of the show. And as mentioned before, uh, for everything but mash, go to our website, www.badmashpod.com. And you can also follow us on the socials at badmashpod on Twitter and Instagram. Zach, please remind the people where they can find news to reviews. Hit up news to reviews on all these socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter's the best place to keep track of everything we're doing. Our Twitter handle is at news to reviews, and that's with a number two instead of the word two. Beautiful. Love it. Love your work. Love it. How long has it been now? Have you hit a year yet? Yeah, was yeah. It this so month? it was like the so we had episode fifty with with uh, with you and Chris on the show. Everyone go check it out. There's four of us on, and it was a very fun episode. Uh, and then I think it was yeah the week after or the no yeah two weeks after that yeah we oh, had shit. our one year. Of course, so it would be a every week. Fifty two weeks now. makes sense. Yeah. Fuck, that's crazy. How does it feel? Feels fucking fantastic, man. I I I love it more and more. The more I do it, uh, I love all the wonderful people I've I've got to meet through doing this, like like yourself and Chris and all the awesome people over at the Inconsolables. Shout out to them, you know, uh, Brendan White, the Hungry Gamers, who you, you've been on his show before as well too. Uh, yeah, the, the pop culture. He's been here as well. The Beta Network. So many cool people I've got to meet, and it's it's it's. I love it. I really do. There's there's so many cool people out there doing doing making video game content and it's it's mad to be amongst like-minded people i guess good stuff it's just fun to talk about games as well of course so good it, it really is it really is speaking of talking it. about games <laughs> speaking of talking about games let's get into that because we've both been playing a little bit of uh that assassin's creed valhalla which uh, we've been talking about the past few weeks but um <sighs> I'm getting more and more involved, man. I'm getting those Assassin's Creed Odyssey vibes. Like, oh, I used to love that game so fucking much. Just being in that world and just just soaking it all in. Just going around doing random shit and just having a good time. Just having a good time being a Viking. How are you feeling about Valhalla, Zach? Oh man, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I am absolutely balls deep into Assassin's Creed Valhalla right now. Like yes. I'm, I, how, how 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 deep do we want to go? Let's let, let, comparatively to Odyssey. I, I really enjoyed Odyssey, but for me, funnily enough, mm-hmm. I preferred the world in Assassin's Creed Origins, and I kind of like the this the story a bit better in Origins as well too. Uh, cool. Though, like any Ubisoft game, I felt like it fell apart <laughs> towards the end. Um, right. But Odyssey, I found they really the the world. It was a, a fun game, and I loved it. And I I, I did the platinum for that one. Uh, but I, I I found that it, it was just a little bit a little bit too over bloated. Uh, there was so much stuff in that game. Uh, I think my second playthrough went for like over ninety hours or something like that. Uh, huge, huge game, but the combat and the feeling of, of being a demigod, they absolutely nailed. And I feel like Assassin's Creed Valhalla has taken the best from both of these games, right? You, it's, you're not quite as much of a powerhouse as what you are in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You're not just being able to walk in there and just wipe out the entire uh, base without worries. And, you know, and you know, unless you're like way too overleveled and then of course <laughs> you can do that. Uh, 
but you, you, but the the world the design of the world feels way more real to me and way more way more lived in uh than than what it did in odyssey for me i i, I feel like odyssey just seemed i don't, I don't know the, the, some when it came down to the minutiae of it like the smaller details I felt like Odyssey didn't really have it there. It had the good big spectacle, massive cities and stuff like that. But everything kind of felt just, I don't know, kind of like it was placed everywhere and, and not, not so much like it was this really richly de- designed environment. Whereas the design of the world in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, just walking down any street, you can see where the thought has gone into it and, and like with, with the NPCs, doing different things depending on what location you're in uh just the way the design of the roads and the directions they go is like yeah this is makes sense as how they would uh do their roads inside this base it, it's the the world is 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 really really cool like how, how have you felt comparatively with, with the worlds do you prefer the, the greece or you, you dig in england yeah i've got a bit of a soft spot for for greece like i love my greek mythology which is why i'm super keen to hear your thoughts about the last game we'll be talking about today mm-hmm. um but look fucking love being a viking as well and i think you know what when i started the game i was like mm, i'm not like that keen on it mm. being in and, and i was in norway of course as you know mm-hmm. um and i got sick of the kind of snowy areas pretty quick and i was like you know what i kind of miss odyssey and then when you go to fucking england oh my god like ooh, that's why i was like yes now i'm in yeah i kind of like i mean i i I knew that you know ubisoft games usually do that sort of thing especially assassin's creed games the last few anyway where you start in a small area you kind of you know you 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 learn the ropes and then once you know everything i guess like how things work how the mechanics work they put you in like the actual open world Mm. and it like it it always gets me that's when i'm like holy fuck i only just saw the title screen i've been playing the game for fucking like 10 hours Mm. it's absolutely crazy but you i completely agree with you man like it's 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 fucking insane The, the only thing and it's something that i brought up last week um those uh what do you call them the world events Mm. i kind of wish there was a way of just going don't show them to me Mm. just let let me kind of stumble across them or like if there's a guide somewhere like i want to actively or like just have it as as an option hey do you want to know where those events are or hey do you want to play in a mode like you you remember when they had the was a discovery mode and and classic or whatever they were called Mm. um have something kind of like that but go, yeah, like we're just, just going to let you do your thing and I'm just going to walk around and just, you know, have someone with a fucking speech bubble across uh, above their head or something mm. and go, okay, I can talk to that person. Mm. But in some cases, I'm feeling like instead of that organic encounter, it just feels kind of like I'm just kind of tick boxing here because I knew that mm. this person was sitting there and I went there for that purpose. Mm. Um, so it kind of takes that element of magic away a little bit for me. Mm. At the same time, those are fucking fantastic. Like mm. some of them are, are absolutely awesome. Like I did the one that was shown in, I think IGN showed it in their preview, the the Viper Egg one. Have you done that one? 
Yes, the egg lady. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Eggs! Eggs! Yes, that was great. Uh, but some of them are so good. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, fuck. I just wish that... Like, I, I was talking about that the other week as well, where, like, in Skyrim, I just, like... I just find like I just get rewarded for exploring mm. kind of thing. It's like you didn't have to do that, mm. but hey, there's this thing because you went and explored this area. Boom! Here you go. There's another fucking side mission mm. that you didn't know was going to turn into a side mission. Um, that's the only thing for me. But apart from that, like the the level, the the world design, yeah, fucking breathtaking i I think yeah i I totally agree with you there it would have been a lot cooler because a a lot of the time with these and they're called mysteries those blue dots when you approach them you'll hear some dialogue you'll hear something going on Uh, Mm. so you'll know something's there anyway so i I, I totally agree with you there if they just got rid of that dot and just had it so you hear these two people arguing and then you can stumble upon them and then you know you have your little story there that'd be a lot cooler and so basically how red dead redemption 2 did it and all those all those moments where story would just jump out at you just felt so much more fluid and and just like fits in with the world. It just makes more sense. Like it rather than yeah, you're just going to a, a dot on a map and and clearing it off. Uh, but yeah, that being said, yeah, of course these mysteries are all really cool. I think they, it's it's kind of they still have side quests, but these are kind of like taken over a bit for side quests generally. Um, and mm-hmm. they're, they're, most of them are like really short, like you'd be able to get it done in a couple of minutes or five minutes or something like that. And you don't have to usually move too far away from the location that you, you come across. I found, um, cause towards the, this, this week, uh, with all these big games coming out, you know, we had, uh, uh, uh gods and monsters or immortal Phoenix rising as most people probably know it as, but I re- <laughs> refuse to call it that uh, come out denial. this week and then we have cyberpunk coming out next next week so i'm like right i gotta get assassin's creed valhalla done and so I'll, i think i was about oh maybe about halfway through through the map and i'd spent well over 50 hours playing it already at that point so i was on track to by the time i clear the entire map and finish the whole story to do well over 100 hours in this game okay. uh, but i just started mainlining doing all the main story quests and just sort of uh and what i do and, and i'd recommend this to you if you're not a fan of uh, coming across those mysteries just by clearing the points on the map just don't do the synchronization points just leave those and then you they only the mysteries will only pop up on your uh, map when you get close enough to them um so yeah i'd recommend doing it that way and i and i did that towards the end and just i'd only do the mysteries if i came across them as i was heading to a main story basically mm-hmm. and i found that was a, a way more immersive way to do it but it's just it's just cool. that that ubisoft playing part of my brain that's like no 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 i gotta get to the 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 synchronization yep. point that's the first thing i gotta do every time i get Fuck. to a new place i always gotta do that that's so gonna be hard for me it's hard man it's not easy <laughs> it is not easy I, I have to say but yeah uh 70 something hours in i've now finished the sort of main story arc i haven't i haven't rolled credits though as like odyssey there's multiple things you have to do to be able to trigger credits but i'm going to be leaving it there there for now because yeah moving on to the many 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 other games that keep coming out but yeah assassin's creed valhalla is it's fucking awesome i i I absolutely love it The, the the combat i think i might have liked the combat at 
tiny bit better maybe in in Odyssey just because you just felt like such a powerhouse and I I mm-hmm. love games that do a good job of of making you feel like a, like you know just having that fucking god fantasy like you know Spider-Man mm. or Batman you just go into a room and just wreck a bunch of people it's just good good solid fun um but I found I found the narrative uh to be one of the the best elements of of this this game it's probably the best for me, it's my favourite Ubisoft narrative since Assassin's Creed 2, back Oof. years and years ago. Um, it's I, I I really enjoyed it. And now, look, does it hold a candle to something like, you know, Red Dead Redemption or The Last of Us? <laughs> no. It's still a Ubisoft story. There's still going to be moments where you go, okay, well, that wasn't earned. Or, okay, well, this, this character just did something that makes no fucking sense. Or this goes nowhere. Sure. Uh, but... For a Ubisoft game, yeah, they've, it, it's a it's a great story. I, re- I I very very much enjoyed it, and I love how much they lean into the uh, mythological side of things as well. Too, they go full fully in or all in on the mythological side for this one. There's not just you know little bits and pieces uh, like there there was in Odyssey. Uh, very cool, very cool. I I absolutely adore Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I, I feel bad that I didn't get to. Uh, finish playing it the way I wanted to which is to clear fucking every single mystery because those mysteries are so intriguing and so much fun and and I love doing the Ubisoft thing and ticking all that stuff on the off, off the map I find <laughs> it incredibly relaxing uh, the only issue I have I'd have to say or like one, one of well, there's a couple of issues a few issues actually I should get into holy shit <laughs> One of the issues, right, is it's too big. It's once again, it's too big. They could have cut out like three or four of the sort of main. The, each the main story is basically broken up to separate smaller stories, and there's a lot of them. Like every single region has their own story, and there's probably a good three or four they could have at least cut out of there. Uh, and then regions all have mysteries on top of that as well too. So that's how you can end up spending so much bloody time playing this game. So once again. It's just too big. Like it's 71 hours in and I haven't rolled credits and I started mainlining the game as well too. So far, far too big. Uh, The next thing is the sound. I'm having a lot of dramas with the sound. Like when it works, it sounds great. Um, And that's the thing with sound. Usually you just, you don't notice when you have the really amazing sound because it's just working like it's what it's supposed to. But this, Mm. it, it, I find there's lots of times where I'll, there'll be collisions that the sound just doesn't detect or like in cutscenes, it's terrible. Like they're, they're just like some cutscenes they'll do a lot, put a lot of work in. There'll be sounds to all the movements. Um, but in this, no, it would just be like it, it, randomly you might hear sound come in and out as far as like voicing. You can always hear fine. Uh, but yeah, the, the other sounds just really bizarre. And I kept having this bug where there'd be like certain moments in the game when stuff starts getting a little bit intense. So there'd be like a little bit of a drum drum sort of beat in the background that's going like while you're on your way to your next mission. But then it just gets stuck on. And I wouldn't realize until like after an hour of playing, like what the fuck is this drum still going for? I finished this fucking mission. What the hell? And I'd have to reload my save in order to stop that from happening. So the sound, uh, uh, yeah, l- lots, lots of issues there. The music, oh my God, that main music that it has when you're wandering around the the countryside in england it's so brooding and fucking i i I love it it is it is so good right it's it's some of the favorite video game music i've heard in a long time the the sort of kind of weird feeling it gives you it's just that they they nailed it they absolutely nailed it Mm -hmm. how's your experience been with the sound um i haven't had 
much of that. I can't think of any instances where I had anything like that. I get those classic Ubisoft glitches in animation, that sort of thing, where, like, for example, yesterday I was talking to this dude who, um, he was dying, right? He's, he's, he's lying there dying. You go talk to him and he explains, like, how he got to that that point, right? But he's got this animation where he kind of, like, lures you in, right? So he's, like, waving you uh, to come towards him. But even though I was talking to him, he was still doing it. So he's still doing that loop where he's like shaking around a little bit and then goes, hey, come here, right? And he's talking to me about this whole story of how he came to his his deathbed, essentially. But he's still doing that even though like, I'm sitting next to him. I'm like, dude, like that completely takes me out. It, it, it takes me out of it. That's great. Because like, he, he's literally like telling me about this crazy fight that he's just been in. And then he, he like crawled up to this spot to to die. Um but he's like, yeah, waving his hand around to fucking no one because I'm already here. I'm just like, oh, come on, dude. Man. Well we might as well get into it. My last problem with it is yeah, this game's a fucking for me at least anyway, <laughs> a buggy mess. It is so buggy. It's like Skyrim level buggy where I've had quests break. Uh I've uh, those sound bugs I was talking about. Uh, and and some just fucking great, wholesome, hilarious bugs as well too. Like yes. the one that you just told me. I love stuff like that. Like, yeah, does it take you out of the experience? Yes, but oh my God, is it funny? Yeah, 100% it's funny. I had one where there was this, uh, I don't know if you've, you've done this mystery, uh, but there's a, a, a young boy who's upset because their house stinks because their dad keeps collecting <laughs> shit, basically. Right? Have you done no. that, that, that side quest? No, well, I, I won't spoil it for you. But anyway, you come, <laughs> you come back and you, you speak to the boy. And I, I didn't notice. I was like, oh, am I speaking to a different NPC this time? It looks like an adult. And then it's, you know, it's the cameras moved around. It's a focus on the, on the boy. And then I'm like, oh, hang on. What? That's, that's, that doesn't look right. And the boy had like enlarged to the size of an adult. And then as I spoke to him, he shrunk back slowly back down to the size of a child again. And it was just absolutely hilarious. And then he actually said something like, oh, change is good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you've <laughs> been through a big change. Recently. You have no idea, child. So, yeah. And then there was another one I had just yesterday, which was freaking hilarious. There was uh, an NPC I was supposed to follow. I just uh, finished some uh, thing I had to do inside a base. And uh, I've gone out to follow this guy. Oh, where is he? Oh, there he is. And he was galloping on a non-existent horse on his side, <laughs> yes! just sort of sliding around the, the oh. environment. I'm like, oh, there he is. And I walked up to him and then just he just shot up like about a few feet off the ground <laughs> and just kept sort of galloping there on the spot. I'm just following him, just pissing myself laughing. And then all of a sudden he just goes, shoo, and just shoots off up into the sky. And he's there like probably a couple of hundred meters in the sky, just like on his side, just galloping, just trying to get somewhere. Uh, and I go, you know, get the raven That's up amazing. there and go and have a closer oh, look. And like, yeah, because it was hard to tell at first. I thought he was having a fit. Uh, but yeah, no, he was, he was having a good old gallop on a non-existent horse. It was fantastic. Really good. Oh, that's uh, and, awesome. And, and one last bug uh, that I'll talk about <laughs> that was also great. That I've had a couple of times now is these poor NPCs getting stuck in, in never-ending trauma, basically. So there's a skill you unlock where you can get a wolf to come and take out enemies. And basically, mm-hmm. there's an animation for when the wolf mauls people where they're laying on the ground and they're kind of like going, Ugh, and they're throwing their hands up in the air and they're gargling and there's blood coming out of their neck, right? 
mm-hmm. but I've had a couple of NPCs now get stuck in that animation. So I'll finish a fight and there'll just be this one oh, dude God. just left there and just this never ending hell. Like just blood spurting it. out of his neck and just like going, ah! And he's suffering. It's, like, it's, it's fantastic, man. It's absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, like this shit all takes you out of the experience, obviously. The, the silly stuff I don't mind because, yeah, it's funny at the time. But, yeah, the, the game-breaking bugs I'm not a fan of. I had one mm. at the very end of the main story arc. It just would not let me continue. I reloaded a save. It still wouldn't let me continue. I started giving Fuck. it a Google and I saw all these other people having the same problems. I'm like, all right, well, 71 hours in, can't finish the game. That's fantastic. Uh, luckily, I restarted the console and then it it, it, it triggered... Uh, but yeah, that's, that's always a worry. Like I, it could have very easily got, gotten me stuck there as well. And then I had another quest that I had to reload as well too, because just the marker would not appear. So there, there there's a lot of bugs in this game, but it's, mm. it's, it just speaks to how good I think the game is that I still love it despite mm. all these faults as well too. Cause when it all works, mm-hmm. it works great. Oh, can I ask, uh, they've mm-hmm. released a patch recently. Uh, uh, where you can choose between performance and and uh, visual uh, fidelity. Have you played around with that yet? I haven't, no. Dude, um, dude, give it a try. You'll turn it to visual and then you'll very, very quickly turn it back to performance again because at on visual, I could barely tell anything any difference at all i almost thought it looked worse when i when i changed it to visual <laughs> and the frames man are atrocious oh, no. like when you're just like you know walking around somewhere and there's not much going on it's it feels like maybe it's sitting at 30 frames it's, it's hard to tell because going from 60 to 30 i don't know if it that's sort of like fucking me up and i'm now i'm too used to 60 now but mm. you get into combat and the frames are just dropping oh, left and right it was like it felt almost unplayable. Like that combat's so about timing, and and it, it just yeah. I'd, I'd use a power and then it'd freeze for half a second, and it yeah. Don't don't bother. <laughs> Maybe try. You're just definitely to see playing the PS5 version, right? Yeah, yeah, playing the PS5 version. Fucking a. I well, I bought the PS4 and downloaded the PS5 version. <laughs> okay, good. You didn't but do yeah, Chris and it, and was playing the PS4 version the whole time, thinking you were playing the PS5 version. No, no. certainly not. In saying that good. though. <laughs> In Immortal Phoenix Rising, I don't want to copy the PS4 version onto my fucking console. Stop trying to do that. <laughs> it keeps doing it. Oh, Assassin's really? Creed, no dramas. I downloaded the, it. Tried to download the PS4 version once. I deleted it. It was gone. That was it. Assassin's Creed, uh, uh, Gods and Monsters. Uh, every time, Assassin's Creed I, Gods and Monsters. <laughs> every time, well, you probably could call it that to be honest. <laughs> That's why it's funny. <laughs> every time. Uh, it, it's it's start. I'll start playing the PS5 version, and it will say, "Immortals Phoenix Rising copying." It's like fucking don't copy for fuck. Oh, so it just does it? it. Just does it? It's such a pain. Oh fuck, that's annoying. Anyway, we're talking about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. No, <sighs> nah, we'll we'll get to that soon. Yeah. Don't don't stress. Mm. Don't stress. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that's enough for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Anyway, um, sorry, but, yeah. I've got a, I had a lot to say on that. <laughs> no, no, that that's fair, man. I think. Um, Look, I, I I usually, well, I always, I, I can't think of a case where I would go uh, visual above performance mm. ever in any game. I always go performance. I will try visual, try it out, mm. see what it's like, but I always end up going back to 
to uh, performance. I just, yeah, I, I, nothing I, beats that smooth frame rate. The, the uh, visual mode in Miles Morales was really good. Like, it far better than the visual mode in, in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, for sure. It runs at, like, a yep. more solid 30, uh, not dropping too, ma- too many frames. But, yeah, even yep. then, once I change it to performance, and it's, it's so hard to go back once you have that smooth 60 frames per second. I really For hope sure. that 60 frames just becomes the standard now because it, yeah. it is, it, I, I love it. It, it. it just feels so good to play games at 60 frames. For sure. Uh, in in Spider-Man, I used to just change it for, for photo mode. So I'd go mm. visual, take a photo, and then go back to performance because, yeah, I still like it. Like you said, it was great to experience that, that you know, that for ray tracing that was going on there uh really cool but at the end of the day performance all the way for me for sure now i'm really excited to talk about this because when you were here a few weeks ago you said potentially you might try out the ps5 version of watchdogs legion Mm. just for me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you did just that a hundred percent so I, I, there's no way I would have I, I would have played it otherwise. Hundred <laughs> percent. I had no interest in playing any Watch Dogs Legion. But like, fuck it. I'll see if I can. I haven't, you know, compared a PS4 and a PS5 game directly to each other before, so it'd be interesting to see how that how that looks. Anyway, uh, I tried like a week or two ago to do it, and it would not let me upload my because P- you have to. You can't just use your cloud save from PS4. You have to upload it to Ubisoft servers. There's like a you go into the game into campaign and it will say uh upload your your uh, cloud save for watchdogs legion right and then you you play i already had the ps5 version downloaded but then it just it wouldn't let me upload so there was no way i could get a save i'm like well i'm already i've already finished most of this game there's no fucking way i'm starting it over again just so i could play the Mm. ps5 version no fucking way so yeah, but then last night I was like, oh, I could play some Immortal. I'm like, fuck it, I'll see if I can get Watch Dogs working. I had like an <laughs> like you know half an hour, an hour to play some. I'm like, yeah, I'm going on on button mash tomorrow. Let's see if I can have a look. <laughs> and it worked. I I managed to upload the save from my PS4 Pro, hey. which was good. And then I yeah got got it. Managed to download my save into the PS5 version, and it just threw me straight back into it. Exactly picking up exactly where I left off. And the things that immediately stand out to me, and I think the biggest change that people would even bother with this for, is just the load times. The load times in Watch Dogs Legion on the PS4, even on the Pro, were quite long. Uh, not, not, not atrocious, like there's, we've seen way more egregious load times in games for sure, but they, 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 they were a decent amount. Um, but yeah, you know, once you go to PS5 and you get used to those load times, mm. yeah, it's it's not something you you really want to deal with. And yeah, the load times are greatly improved. Like I feel like it loads quicker than Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, it's probably huh? you're probably loading in about six or seven seconds or something like that, which is nice. uh, which is great for a game like this. There's uh, lots of fast travel points and things to collect. So. And the driving's terrible, so... <laughs> uh, no, when are they going to prove it's that, just, man? It's literally exactly the same driving they've had in every uh, single one. Oh, except in this one, though, you can't use your hacking powers to boost the car, which is something I used to enjoy doing. Uh, like, it was like having NOS or whatever, so they took that out, which was fun. Uh, but the, as f- other than that, there's no reason really to get the PS5 version on top of the PS4 version. It's one of those things, like, I, you know, I put it in, I start playing, I'm like, this looks fantastic, right? But mm-hmm. the PS4 version already looked fantastic. 
And I think if you put the PS4 version in front of me and didn't tell me that it was the PS4 version, I <laughs> probably wouldn't know. You know, but then if you put them right next to each other, you'd be able to go, okay, that's the PS5, that's the PS4 version. Right. But yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. there's not a big enough gap there to justify $750 mm-hmm. for, a, for a console. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, it reminds me of when I first got my PS4 Pro and a 4K telly going from 1080 to 4K. I, it was like things got shinier, but it wasn't like mind blown new world of gaming, and it, and it feels like the same sort of a thing here. I, I don't think it's until uh, we start seeing some you know PS Five exclusives and The Last of Us Three next gen exclusives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when it comes out in twenty twenty seven or whatever. Uh, oh, fuck! I hope they do an Uncharted before that. Actually, I hope Naughty Dogs make something a new IP. That's what yeah, I like new to IP see for Naughty sure. Uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, Watch Dogs Legion. I, like, do you want to hear about the the actual game? I don't know if you've talked about it on the show. Oh, we talked about it when I was on last you time. You talked yeah, about exactly. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's it, guys. It's Watch Dogs Legion, slightly prettier, and the load times are better. So don't don't go crazy. Don't run out there and buy it immediately if you've got a PS5. If you do have a yeah. PS5, buy the PS4 version because it's cheaper and you get the free download for the PS5 version. Anyway. I think it's um with those games anyway um it's it's more like i don't think it's it's targeted at you know like people are you know you're not going to buy a ps5 yeah. to play fucking watch Dogs legion Definitely not, yeah. um but i think it's more of like a you know bit of yeah throwing a bone here and there just going hey there you go it's definitely incentive to buy it like i like watchdogs legion i would have bought if i didn't know but say say like assassin's creed valhalla if i didn't know it was going to be coming to ps5 knowing i was getting my ps5 and it wasn't gonna be playable i probably wouldn't have bothered with it you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. uh Mm. then again it would have been backwards compatible anyway so i still would have been able to play it even if there wasn't a ps5 version but yeah so yeah i don't know watchdogs legion good good watchdogs game (laughs) yeah i don't know when i'll play it again there's too much stuff to play right Yeah. (laughs) yeah fuck yeah, you gotta gotta pace yourself, man. You gotta pace yourself. All right, boys and girls, we're gonna talk about a little game called Nine Witches Family Disruption, and I want to thank the people at Blowfish Studios for uh, hooking us up with a code for this game. I finally got to to play a little bit of it, and um, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a diamond in the rough that game okay. it's it's all you know pixel art and i know everyone's sick of pixel art games <laughs> it's it's the go-to for indie games right um but yeah i, I mean it, it's it's very much that like it's it's an indie game with pixel art but there's so much like i guess love that's gone into this game i guess there's there's so many little details that are are so charming so basically this game is set during world war ii um you start off as this uh you you're an assistant for this this professor you don't know what he's a professor in you're basically in his mansion it's raining and you it's it's presented in a kind of 2.5d perspective it's it's very much kind of an an rpg right Mm. um borderline point and click adventure game kind of right it's recommended that you use a controller but i didn't have one in front of me when i was playing it and i was like fuck it i'll just go uh keyboard 
And it's got an interesting control scheme on keyboards. So it's got WSD for, for you to move around, to walk. But then instead of using face buttons on your controller because you don't have that on a keyboard, you're using the arrows. So up, down, left, right. Oh, wow, wow. That breaks my brain just hearing that. Right? Right? Mm. Yeah. I thought that too, but it works really well. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, I've got my two hands on the keyboard. My left hand is controlling while I'm walking. My right hand is controlling those buttons. So I don't have to fuck around with, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, F1. Not that, you know, that that's really a thing, but there's no, you know, crouching with C or jumping with space. It's literally, you have your two hands in those spots. You have Q to get out of stuff. You have tab to open your little notebook so you can look at your objectives and stuff. Um, and then on the right hand side, I don't think there there was anything. No, it was literally, oh, enter to, like, you know, enter like <laughs> skip dialogue and and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's a very it's a very charming game. So you're you're playing at this as this little dude. You have to kind of it's one of those games where you have to like explore the environment to find out what you need to do next. Um, so uh, at first I was walking around the mansion trying to find out what to do. I walk upstairs, there's no light and the dude goes, well, I can't see anything. So I better go back downstairs. And it's one of those games where, and like I find the professor and he's sleeping, he's, he's in a wheelchair and he's sleeping and you go up to him and it says, um, he's in a trance right now. So you don't want to disturb him. Right? Like if I do need to, cause there's a, there was a bell on one side of the room, right? And I go up to the bell and it said, that's the bell that I use if I need to wake the the professor from one of his trances, right? And I was like, a, a trance? What the fuck? Like, is is that like he's he's so deep in his sleep that he's in a trance? I, I don't quite understand. Like, I have no context. I literally just started this game, mm. um, but it, essentially, it's telling you, hey, like that's what you'd use to wake up the professor. But right now, you have no reason to wake him up, so just leave him be. So I'm like, okay, cool. That's not my objective. Go out of the room. Dude, you have some strong willpower. I would have rung the fuck out of that bell. Oh, no, no, no. I wanted to. It doesn't let you. Oh, okay, okay. I, <laughs> oh, I wanted say, to. I was like, I was like what the fuck up, man? Like, I wanna, yeah. I want to be like, what, what am I supposed to do, Professor? Because it, it's one of those, like, I don't know if you get that, but I run out of patience in, in those games normally where you go like, okay, I've clicked on like five different objects in this room. <laughs> I'm not getting anywhere um yep. and, and at that point i'm like okay like it's clearly nothing in this room i'm gonna go out to the main room and there's a phone like an, an old phone you're in 1944 at this point phone sitting on the table i i go to interact with it and it goes um <laughs> something like uh i would call someone but I don't have any friends or something like that. I'm like, oh, fuck, that sucks. Um, and then I find out that I need to plug the phone in. The, the phone's been unplugged. The professor's unplugged it. And then it comes up saying like, oh, I told the professor a million times not to not to play with the phone or something. Plug it back in. Phone rings. It's the prime minister. Prime minister's coming over. you got to wake the professor up. And at that point, I'm like, fucking bell, boys. I know what to do now. So I go ring that bell. You wake the professor up. Professor, prime minister's coming over. Shit's going down. And that's where it gets a little bit interesting. So it's mixing kind of, I, I guess it's that kind of Nazi zombie thing where it's like it's it's a war and, and supernatural. Uh, but it's not going zombies. It's going witches, right? Okay. So you, ha- you have this, this Nazi general who's um, he's, he's kidnapped this witch and he's trying to, 
yeah, create this this weird supernatural event. You don't know what it is at that point, um, but essentially, yeah, he's, he's in Norway. He's kidnapped this this witch, and he's he's started this ritual thing that's starting a a, a dark eclipse or something. So then the prime minister comes over and goes, "Yep, this is what's happened." You see a little bit of a cutscene, a little pixel cutscene, um, and then it goes, "Cool, like we need your help. We need to go to Norway." And they fly you to Norway. So at that point, you learn that you can play with two different characters because it's one of those games where different characters will have different abilities. So the little assistant dude has got legs for starters. He can walk around where the professor's got a wheelchair. And then you find out that when the professor's in the trance, he's actually got uh, an ability where he can go into uh, his his astral form, like in 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 Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So then you can speak to ghosts, and like it goes full crazy at that point. And I was like, this is actually real fucking interesting. Mm. Like looking at the game, like if I showed you a trailer, you'd be like, okay, it's just one of those indie games, pixel art, point and click kind of adventure, but it's real fucking interesting. Mm. And it really like embraces the, it's kind of that breaking the third wall kind of um, game where like I found a character, like like I said, you go to Norway and I find this dude is he's, he's missing an arm and you talk to him and you can ask him what happens to what, what happened to his arm and his response is Photoshop. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me, Photoshop. Um, and then he goes, and then my character goes, oh, that must suck to be, to, to have to live with four less pixels or something. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay. We are in <laughs> a video game. Yeah. I was like, it, it's got that, that sort of humor in the game where like it takes you out a little bit where, where, where it does those things. But yeah, it's really quirky. Um, I'm really interested to see where that goes. Um, the gameplay is pretty much that. There's a bit of a combat element that I've um, experienced so far where the assistant's got a, a pistol. Um, and it's all in in real time so you'll have your enemy's got his his pistol as well you're both on screen you can move in real time you can shoot left and right and you basically gotta kill the other dude right Mm. um it's very basic but that's not what the game is like it's very much narrative based and yeah it's really interesting it's 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 one of those games where it's like yeah you you want to you want to find out more it's like you got to complete this particular objective but to get there you got to get all the pieces of the puzzle for example like at the moment i got to talk to this uh captain to get a approval to get into this festival right but then you find out that the the captain you got to find the captain first of all so you talk to different people find out what he's been doing um that sort of thing like how to then talk to him that sort of thing um but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to to playing more of it. It's it's like you said, a bit hard with all these games that we've got to play at the moment. But it's good to kind of just sit back and enjoy. Like compared to Valhalla, it's not as as massive. Mm. Uh, it's just a, a very, you know, I don't want to say simple because there's a lot of elements in that game where you can you know pick up um, objects and then they've got different. Um, aspects to them Mm. different ways you can use them for example like as an example when you get flown to norway you basically have to kidnap these dudes and and take over their 
their places so then you can infiltrate that festival that I was talking about, right? So you dress up as them, you get fake fake passports with obviously your photo, but their names and stuff. Um, but it's very, very simple. You've got a, a picture there of, of the two passports, again, pixels everywhere. Uh, but then there's numbers at the bottom of the passport, right? I didn't take that into account. I was just like, fuck it, man. I'm, I'm not going to remember that there's two sets of eight digits. I was like, whatever. But then I, I talked to this dude. He's, he's standing in front of a, of a boom gate and he's like, okay, let me see your, your, your passes. Give him the passports. And then he goes, okay, I've got two questions for you. What's the second digit on your passport? I'm like, what the fuck? I don't remember that, man. I don't, I don't know. I just guess. I got it right somehow. <laughs> and then he goes, what's the fifth digit on the professor's passport? And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I got it wrong. So then it turns you away and you just go something like, oh, you know, I'm a bit jet lagged or something. Just flown to Norway from the UK, blah, blah, blah. And then I look at the passports and I'm like, oh, okay, I got to look at the, the the digits. And then that's when you go, okay, like you can, I noted down the, the digits. So it's that kind of, you know, puzzle stuff that's going on. Mm. And then you, yeah, it's it's cool. So is, is I it, like it fully voice acted or is this just reading? Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, you got to read the dialogue, but it's got that blip, 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 blip kind of noise when... Okay. Is, is it because that, that there's a fine line with that? It can be like ukulele where I just found it super annoying, or they can sort of if they're if they're not too full on with it, it can be okay. The blip blip blip. <laughs> well, it's it's not really blip blip blip. It's like you know eight bit noises. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone's got a different tone, I guess. Okay. That kind of fits their character. So you just got like a I sound, some kind explain. of ambient soundtrack <laughs> playing with, you know, like yep. the sound effects and stuff like that. Okay, cool. No, I, I, look, yep. uh, those games, they're, de- they're uh, like like you, they're definitely not my my kind of game normally, but I remember playing Broken Age years and years ago. Yes. I fucking love that game. I thought that was fantastic, particularly the first half of it. I, I thought that was fucking fantastic. I, I, had, a, I had a lot of fun with that. And yeah, to the point of it's it, it is refreshing sometimes to play something where you're not having things trying to kill you all the time. Like it's just like a Animal Crossing back out in April or March, whenever mm-hmm. the fuck God twenty twenty, who knows when that came out like <laughs> ten years ago. But it was just it was just nice refreshing change. It's like this non violent game where you're just chilling on this island. If you leave your little dude there, he's not gonna fucking die of starvation. It's just this nice chill fun time and yeah, so I can totally get having a chill fun time with this like yeah sounds good mm, it is so that game is available on uh steam on ps4 and on xbox one and yeah i mean again like i got a code for this i didn't pay for this game um but i'm, I'm glad that i got to play it mm. like it, it's probably not something that i would have picked up otherwise honestly mm. um but it's kind of got me thinking now like what else have i been missing out on mm. like like you, I really enjoyed Broken Age, and it's it's again not something that I would gravitate towards normally. Mm. Uh, but yeah, once in a while, it's it, it's good to yeah enjoy those smaller bite-sized games. I mean, I probably shouldn't say that. It's good. It's pretty big apparently, um, and I've just scratched the surface of it. Mm. Uh, but it's good fun, so I'm looking forward to to playing a bit more of that as well. But Zach. I don't know if you listened to the episode a few weeks ago where we were talking about our experiences with the PlayStation 5 and Chris said, you know what? Well, I think we're really going to see a difference with the DualSense 
is with driving games. Hmm. The man was right on the money. Ooh. He was right on the money. Because this week I picked up Dirt 5 on the PlayStation 5. And oh my god. Like I, I, I didn't think about that conversation at all. Even though, like, when we talked about it, it made perfect sense. It's like, yep, you're, you're getting a bit of resistance when, when you're accelerating and you're, you're drifting in dirt and stuff. Like, it's, it's, it's that thing that they talked about when they, they uh, kind of announced the, the dual sense, right? Where they were like, when you're driving in mud, it'll feel like you're driving in mud, just, like, in your hands. Holy fuck, man. I've, I've seen the light. I've seen the light. You already thought the, the dual sense was an amazing piece of technology. Play a fucking driving game. It's incredible. Like it emulates like the the vibration when you when you're driving on a smooth road. It, it barely vibrates unless you're like you know drifting or something. And even then, it it it'll you're feeling on on the one side where where it's kind of you're drifting towards. Uh, if you're in dirt, like you definitely fucking feel like you're 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 driving in dirt. But it's where where it gets interesting is those adaptive triggers, man. Like. You definitely feel like again if I'm on a smooth road when I'm accelerating it's a little bit easier. But if I'm in mud, holy shit! Like you feel that resistance; it's vibrating your index finger. And same with the the braking. If if I'm like sliding around, it's it's kind of easier to brake because it's my car's just sliding in in, in fucking mud, right? So cool. Um, it was really cool, really cool. I, I got I gotta know. Do they nail that feeling of when you veer over too close to the side of the road and you hit those bumpy things and you go, because if they do that, I'm sold. (laughs) I mean, I haven't seen those, but I imagine it would. Like a Formula One game would be great for that. That's the thing, right? Because dirt is not not on a track. Like I I imagine if I I was playing a a track-based game, like a proper track. You mentioned roads before, so they're all dirt roads completely. Yeah, so... No, I mean like there's there's proper like asphalt and stuff like on some roads, but it's like in towns, so it's like yeah. you driving on you know like down the road, yeah. um, so it's that kind of road. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it's fucking cool, man. Well, dude, and it's, I, it's it's already done the what I thought impossible, and it's actually got me interested in possibly buying <laughs> a racing game. Holy <laughs> shit! Like just to see what what the controller can do, because yeah, so far, yeah. The only game that I think's utilized it well is is Astro's Playroom. Astro, <laughs> which is not a good sign. <laughs> like fucking like like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It may as well have not been in there at all. Oh, so sad. What a just, dude. Like you have you shoot arrows. Like why not put it in? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's oh, it made me so sad mm. when I tried that. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm playing the PS4 version. And I was like, no, I'm definitely playing the PS5 mm. version. So, how does Dirt Five feel as far as a, like a graphics are concerned? Like, is it does it feel like you're playing a next gen game? Um, probably similar to what you were talking about with Watch Dogs. Okay. Honestly, um, it's it's real pretty. It's got the two options: performance or visual. Um, I I believe I'm playing in visual. Um, I'm not entirely sure. It's 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 a bit of a weird one. Okay. So <laughs> what? <laughs> I. Look, I, I get into the game. I get into the game, right? It's asking me all these, you know, your, your, the fucking brightness and all that stuff. And then it goes, do you want to go into visual? Do you want to go into performance? Mm-hmm. But it's like one of those things where like you see the, the words there and then you go oh. right on the D-pad and then it goes 
performance, oh, right? Yeah. So I'm like, when I say visual, is it telling me to click on the arrow to get to performance or you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, totally, so, man. I hate that so much. So while this is happening, like you see, like you, you're in your garage, right? So you see the camera like going around, showing showing off your, your car and stuff. So this is all happening while you have the menu in the top left, mm-hmm. right? So while I'm switching between the two, it's actually changing what I'm seeing or how I'm seeing it. But I couldn't tell which looked better. And also I couldn't really judge the frame rate because I'm not actually playing. Right? Mm. So I that's why I'm like, I think I picked visual and I haven't messed around with it since. Um, and I've just started playing the game and it, it looks pretty like i believe i'm playing at 60 frames per second mm. it feels like i am but i'm not entirely sure yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> I, I, I hate it when when they give you those dumb toggle options that are hard to tell actually on the ps5 itself uh in the quick menu <laughs> there's like a bunch of toggle options and like you know one side it will be opaque and the other side it, it won't i'm assuming it's the one where it's more highlighted that it's on but it's still mm. like I, I'm switching them all back and forth, and and like it, okay, maybe it's on. Yep, all right, <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. So so that's 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 my experience with um, visual versus performance. Hey, well, so I, I gotta say, it must be a really good visual mode if you mm. don't like must run really well if you're not realizing whether or not it's on yeah. performance or not. So yeah, it's it's definitely better well, than the Assassin's I mean, Creed Valhalla one. That's for sure. <laughs> it could be performance. It could be performance. Mm. <laughs> but because I haven't played in visual, I, I don't know any better. Mm. So I've just kept it that way. So I don't know. Mm. i got to play around with it a little bit more. But I've been having so much fun with the game itself that I haven't felt the need to, to mess around with it. Mm. Um, Dirt 5 is just... Like, it's... I guess if you don't enjoy driving games, it's one of those games where it's just straightforward. You don't want to mess around with the settings. You don't want to mess around with, you know, your your gearbox ratio or the, the size of your tires and all that sort of stuff. That's your game because it's just, that's it. You, you go in, it tells you what discipline you're going to be in, which basically tells you what type of car you're going to be driving. Um, you pick a car, so it, it comes up with a menu. You've already got one car by default in each discipline, so you're able to compete in them. But then you can buy additional cars mm. if you have the money for it. You earn money by obviously uh, winning races. You get things like sponsorships, and, and each sponsorship has got um, different uh, advantages, disadvantages to them. Um, and basically, you gotta you got to level up those sponsorships. Or the, it's called your rep right Mm. so each race you'll have three random objectives that you got to fulfill you fulfill those you get rep you get more rep you level up your rep you get more benefits from your sponsorship yeah pretty pretty much like how nearly every driving game works these days i guess yeah basically basically the only i guess difference here is um i haven't seen many driving games where you can kind of it's more akin to your daily activities in probably every fucking free-to-play game these days Mm. where you can re-roll those objectives. So if you don't like them, you can pay some in-game currency um, to re-roll your objectives. Um, Can you also purchase this in-game currency with real currency? 
I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. If you could, it, it it's not it it's not like you're purchasing skins and stuff. Yep. It's it's literally like that's why you use to buy the cars in game. Yep. There's premium stuff like you can buy bundles to get different cars that you can only purchase with real money as like DLC. Mm. Um, but with those things, I don't think so. Like, it, it would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it definitely, like, if you can, they haven't, like, you know, thrown it in my face or anything. I haven't seen anything where you can purchase that currency. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, Codemasters don't usually that kind of do that kind of thing anyway. Nice. Um, but it, it, it's a cool feature because in some of those, the bad thing about that is because they're so kind of random, they're not tailored to the races that you're doing sometimes so for example there's a there's there was a race that um there's a mode called icebreaker mm. where it's literally you're driving on ice <laughs> so the track is on ice so you're basically drifting around corners it's very fucking slippery as you can imagine um Feel it in that which means you're not yeah man mm. oh yeah oh hell That's yeah sick. but as you can imagine you're not going as fast as you would on a fucking straight road right um, and one of the objectives was like drive at 110 k's uh, an hour for 20 seconds. I'm like, that's that's literally impossible, like literally impossible. So that's the annoying part about it. Uh, but it's it's not a big deal. Like it's literally like put it in perspective. I, I to buy a car, you depending on what it is, I guess you're looking at about 60 grand to uh, 200 plus yeah. sometimes. Uh, but winning a race will get you anywhere between 50k to oh, i've got sometimes 200k yeah, from, oh. from one race as well so it's not hard yeah. um, and to re-roll your objectives is two grand okay yeah oh That's look I, I, I don't have a problem with uh currency being used as a way of progressing in games it's just when when they offer you a chance to also buy the currency oh and yeah and, it, and it's far more of a grind than what it probably should yep. be but if they're if they're rewarding you enough and yeah they don't put in that option then fuck yeah but hey hey codemasters has just been bought or like are going to be bought very soon by 2k so maybe don't hold mm. out they're not being microtransactions in their future games for sure mm-hmm. i mean look yeah like i said there is some stuff in there like you'll go around and, and try and buy this car and it'll be like playstation store and then you click on it, it takes you to the store and it goes yeah you can buy this bundle you get this cool car like it's kind of there, but it's not. Like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't like think I... 2K would have had much say in it at this point anyway. Like they've only just. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. I'm more mean in the future. <laughs> That's where. I'm yeah, yeah, for it sure. Like they've they've done a good for job sure. with the progression in this one. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just yeah, like I said, that it's it's not like I'm not saying like you know it's kind of dirty for them to go. Hey, you can re-roll your objectives for two grand or whatever, but it could get annoying even if it is like just in purely in-game currency it would be annoying to kind of penalize the person when like essentially the developers fucked up like i literally cannot drive at 110 kilometers an hour on this track for 20 seconds straight it's impossible so i'm being penalized for it um so it's, it's it's not like i'm saying like it's not that big of a deal because i can just go yeah two grand here you go re-roll but in a sense, like I, I shouldn't really have to do that. Mm. Um, but also, I don't have to complete those objectives. It's just, it's just one of those things where, like, I kind of want to do it because it's it's cool. Mm. I get rep, um, but it's not essential, right? I, I can still win the race. And I can still get to the next step of of my career. 
uh, without doing those, right? So it's completely kind of a, a bonus if you want to work on your your sponsorships. Nice. Yeah, uh, but it's it's great fun. It's really colorful, um, very you know arcadey driving. It's not oh, your okay. It's not a simulation. Oh, okay, it's not a okay. Simulation. Well, that yeah, that actually gets me more enticed because yeah, like racing games aren't generally my thing, but when I do play them, I appreciate mm. the more arcadey ones, like your burnouts, your Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit, and stuff like that. That's that's yep. yeah. That's where my money's at. Yeah. So so this is much more of yeah. It's definitely that. So if you're looking for a, a simulation rally game, you're looking for dirt rally. Okay. Uh, which is that? Okay. The the straight up dirt games, um, especially the later ones, they're much more targeted at just yeah. People just want to play a, an arcade racing game. Like I was saying, there's not there's no messing around. Like I buy the car, that's the car I get. Like I've, it's got its stats. It tells me very simply you've got. Uh, performance and handling it'll be a, a letter rating so it'll be b for b for performance but a for handling and that's how you kind of pick it you you get a bit more of a breakdown uh below that mm. but but that's it you can't mess around with it like, like i was saying you can't you know mess with the aerodynamics or, or change the tires or whatever it is the, the car that, that you bought that's what you get going to the race that's it. Well, something something that's weirdly important for me in in my mm-hmm. arcade racing games is being able to boost or use NOS. Do you, do you have NOS? I know it makes no sense for a dirt game to have NOS in it, but it's an arcade game. Do, do you do you have it? You know what? I I felt the same. I like because of the kind of game that it like how it feels when you're driving. I kind of wanted it to have yeah. uh, boost in it, but it no, it doesn't. There's nothing it like doesn't. that feeling of boosting across a finish line especially if you sometimes at the last minute it's 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 so gratifying for sure for sure i completely agree but yeah it, it, like i felt the same like you know like i've played I'm pretty sure yeah i've played all of the dirt games um this one definitely actually i haven't played showdown which is probably when it went a little bit crazy on the arcade like more colorful crazy stuff um okay. but uh Oh, it's it's great. It's a lot of fun. It's a blast. Um, the quote unquote narrative of the game the game is basically you're this up and coming driver. Um, and if you've played the Burnout games, you know about uh, what's his name, DJ Atomica, the the radio host. Oh mate, this is going back. Hey, I do not remember the radio. Host. Oh okay, so they had that right, and he like you know says things here and there, and yeah. goes yeah, he here's a song right, yeah. and fucking music plays. Yeah. Or like he he kind of sets up the the level like oh, I think it was Burnout Three where he's like okay we've got this fucking oh yeah thing that's yeah happening. okay yep, yep, yeah yep. because there was one that they had one that was like a chick's voice in today's race will be doing mm. I think Paradise had that but yeah the previous ones I remember a bit of that maybe that's it but it, but it's set up as a radio show yeah, okay, right yeah 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 this is set up as a podcast mm, okay so it's two dudes doing a podcast about dirt about fucking off-road racing right and i was listening to it and i was like i hope i don't sound like that <laughs> <laughs> because was, some of it is fucking awful dude uh, oh, have you played watchdogs legion you haven't have you nah, I haven't, oh, no man they put they put podcasts in that as well too and yep. yeah, it, it, it's weird it's like they're trying to emulate what a podcast is and they don't really 100% no 
Like every mm. time, like in, in podcasts, such a common thing is to like it when people talk generally in conversation. Sometimes people will talk over each other just a little bit, but it would be like you know, one person would say something, and then the next person would laugh. And then the next person would start talking again. It's not, that's oh not how God. people talk in real life. Doesn't you don't seem, wait for someone yeah. to laugh and then start talking again. You Worked well in Spider-Man, I thought. <laughs> yeah, not too... In saying that, whoever the chick was doing that podcast, that was fucking atrocious. That was so... <laughs> not, not her voice acting, just the, the dialogue. Uh, okay, mm. guys, like that, that's the most uninteresting podcast I've ever heard of. Like, it, 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 yeah, that, was, that was a, so a terrible take on But uh, J. Jonah Jameson as a Alex Jones yeah, podcast. Yeah, that, that one was awesome. It's entertaining for sure. But yeah, I could, I could see is... that just being real cringe in a, in a dirt game yeah. if they don't... It, 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 the problem is it's something they probably, uh, you know, have scripts for it. And, oh, 100%. And, and that's not what yeah. podcasting is. So it's never going to sound yeah. normal when you have uh, mm-hmm. these two people sitting there talking. But yeah, I guess it's also, it's the trade-off. How do you make something entertaining when it's just going to be two random people just talking as well? Yeah, or just don't do that and find something that's actually yeah. entertaining. Yeah, or just let, let, let people use their Spotify in the game and they can listen to fucking yeah. Joey Rogan while they're driving. <laughs> that's, that's another thing that, that I thought was interesting, right? So... um. I'm playing it on, on the PlayStation 5. I'm playing the PlayStation 5 version, obviously. And, um, yeah, barely any loading times, right? So you'll have those podcast bits playing here and there when you're in the menu. It's, it's set up as the, the tutorial as well. When you when you first do a type of race, it's those two dudes talking about that type of race and essentially explaining to you, the listener, how it works, mm. right? But then there's also music in between, right? So there'll be music in the background. And when you go into the race, which is quite quick, like it takes a handful of seconds for me to be on the track, ready to go. The music then comes from like the stands because like a lot of them are set up like festivals, right? Um, and it's it's really interesting. So I'm driving around and like because the music, the speakers are at the the starting line, it kind of fades away as the further I get. And then it kind of fades in again when I loop around and get back to that point. So there's speakers like all around the, the track, but like you can kind of, you can hear it like it's coming out of speakers that are set in one spot around the track, which I thought was cool. So I was like, in, in some some spots, I'm like, not that close to a speaker. It feels like that. Like I'm actually driving around a track oh, where I'm right. hearing secondhand music from those speakers around the track cool. as opposed to in my car. That's really cool. And, and, uh, and I've wondered about this with a lot of PS5 games. Like was, there's no option to be, you know, be like turn on 3D sound. So is it just on just as a as default like when you're putting your headphones on and you got 3d sound immediately or like uh i wasn't playing with headphones oh, but i've got okay surround so just done a good job with the, the directional room. audio yeah yeah okay, yeah, yeah yeah all right yeah cool that's and that's awesome i love it when games do that it makes it a lot more immersive but particularly i imagine if you did have headphones on that would have been even better as well mm, yeah. for sure but um yeah look it's it's a very straightforward racing game like i reckon you would enjoy it um if you get the chance definitely give it a try um but especially to to experience that dual sense Mm. with a driving game 
very much worth it very much so but we've got a few minutes left so let's talk about i'll, I'll do it for you let's talk about gods and monsters zach yeah. <laughs> better title don't at me or at me come at me i'll i'll have it out with you <laughs> fucking immortal face rising trash trash name <laughs> i i agree man I prefer Gods and Monsters, but I haven't got my copy yet, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I, I could have gone to the store and picked it up, but I was like, no, I want to spend a bit more time with, with Assassin's Creed. I'll wait for my copy to come in the mail mm-hmm. next week. But you've picked it up. Oh yeah, and you've played it. Oh yeah. So tell us. So I'm still very, very early on in gods and monsters and uh, and yes i will continue referring to it as that so <laughs> be aware everybody uh, uh but so far i i'm really enjoying it like i'm i'm kind of surprised i wasn't expecting much from it i was just sort of expecting a colorful open world game with you know a bit of breath of the wild in there you know some puzzly stuff and you know that's what it is that's what it is but it's also really refreshing and fun um i don't know like you you boot it up and the first thing you do is customize your character. The customization's really underwhelming. There's not a lot of options there. Uh, so I end up with some kind of kind of generic ass female character. Um, and immediately once you start playing it, you really can feel this was made by the same team who did Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and you can feel that in there. This is the combat feels very Assassin's Creed Odyssey, except uh, perhaps more simplified. I'd say. Uh, but yeah, you can you can definitely you can definitely feel the the uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey DNA in this game. That's for sure. But I think it's amazing that that Ubisoft have let this studio make this game. Uh, like as much as yeah, they're taking things from existing properties that that we know people like and and using that in, in here. Uh, they're still doing something different as far as Ubisoft games go. And that's not to say as it's not full of the typical Ubisoft stuff. Yes, it's a big open world. There's a bunch of stuff to do on the maps. Uh, but they change it up enough that it does feel quite fresh for, for, for one of their games at the very least. Um, rather than, you know, having your, your synchronization points. You do have your tall points on the map and it's a bit of a puzzle on how you climb up there now because they've brought in the uh, stamina bar for when you're climbing, just like what you have in Breath of the Wild. Um, so yeah, you got to figure out your way to the top of this place, but once you get up there, rather than just, you know, hitting triangle and the camera zooms out and you find out where all the dot points are, uh, you got to actually use your, your, your hold R3 and you'll go into like a first person mode and you've got to look around to find all these dots that you put on the map, which, you know, that's essentially what I guess Breath of the Wild did anyway. So it's, 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 it's still kind of like having a, a synchronization point, except with more steps to it, I guess. But mm. you can do the R3 thing at any point uh, to discover stuff. So you're not going to discover everything from using these points as well. Like you're going to, there's going to be things that are obscured that you're not going to be able to see. Um, but yeah, like I thought, I thought that was a neat way because it's very, it makes it a lot easier to miss stuff. So I guess for someone who, who wants to really enjoy that exploration and stumbling across stuff, it does leave a lot more, uh, to, to, to find when you, when you're traversing through this world. Um, I should probably mention how the narrative kicks off for people who don't know. So basically, uh, uh, Zeus and Prometheus, uh, uh having it out on, on basically, uh, how to stop, Typhon, the, I think, is the leader of the Titans from 
uh, he's, he's back and he and he, he's already got rid of zeus's powers this is you know early on no spoilers here uh and and he's, he's threatening olympus once again and apparently the only hope is this human phoenix and prometheus is there trying to convince zeus to listen to the whole story and that phoenix is going to save the day so you kind of as you're playing it you will have zeus and prometheus have this sort of back and forth and comment on stuff that you're doing and and stuff like that and, and look it's that for, for the most part i don't mind that i can feel like it might at some point get grating because every single time they do it's always like some kind of humor with it like zeus is kind of like this kind of wacky uh wacky asshole asshole figure and then prometheus is kind of the straight man to his his wacky dude so it, i can see that sort of getting annoying eventually but so yeah, like I found myself chuckling uh, sometimes with some of the jokes, but I feel like for most people, the humor is going to be very hit and miss. Like some of it's just really dumb, childish humor, but some of it's yeah, it's like you know give you a little bit of a giggle, uh, you know a little bit of meta meta humor there, uh, a bit bit of that stuff, and I, I always enjoy a bit of that. So yeah, but uh, other than that, it's a very it's a very pretty Ubisoft game with uh, with elements they've taken from a, a lot of other games that they I think they've implemented well. So far, I'm enjoying it more than Breath of the Wild. It hasn't got fucking weapon degradation. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, the, yes. the puzzles probably aren't quite as good as what so far mm. as what they have been in in Breath of the Wild. But I already think the world looks far far better. Like the the world in 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 Gods and Monsters is absolutely stunning. Uh, particularly once you get out of the first section, it is just absolute color explosion. You are getting just eye fucked with colors constantly. Yes. And, but I love Fuck that. My eyes. I, I, I love I love the pretty colors. It just it gets all the endorphins going in my brain. It's it's fantastic. And yeah, I, I kind of I feel bad for Gods and Monsters in that it's just come out at quite possibly the worst time like as i was saying i was rushing through assassin's creed valhalla to get to this if i was someone who didn't have a podcast where i want to talk about a bunch of different games i would 100 percent still be playing assassin's creed valhalla right now and and i probably wouldn't be picking up gods and monsters until who knows when the fuck i will and then gods and monsters i know that in about you know what's today sunday in about four or five days time I'm not touching it until probably next year because <laughs> Cyberpunk's coming out, you know? Like, it's yeah. a game that's going to be at minimum 100 hours. So, it, it it's just a yeah, very unfortunate timing for Gods and Monsters. I hope, it's still, I hope it still does okay because it's Ubisoft doing something different and I, I really want to see them branch out a bit more and start experimenting a bit more with their formula. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's getting reviewed pretty well. And so far, mm-hmm. from what I've seen, I think it's it, the, those good reviews are quite deserved. I've enjoyed the puzzles, combat's a little bit basic, uh, but the world's really beautiful, and the the characters so far have been uh, been fairly fun. So yeah, I would definitely I definitely recommend it. I'd say it's one of those things, though, Roger. You're playing so much right now, uh, it, it 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 can it can wait. You know, it's like Watch Dogs Legion. You'll enjoy it. You'll you'll have a great time, but. It can wait. There's there's games that are better or you know more that that deserve your attention more uh, around this time. I okay. guess. Zach, let's let's talk about something real quick. Mm. Do you do you understand how much I loved Assassin's Creed Odyssey? I guess not. Do you do you do you comprehend? No, you don't. You don't. That, that's okay. Look, that that's okay. It was my favorite game of of that year. I think it was what 2018, 17, whatever 18, it was. Yeah. 
18 yeah i loved it like i would come home from work like while i was working i was thinking about it come home be like don't talk to me i'm going in (laughs) spending time in greece fucking loved it so just the fact that what i loved about odyssey is what they capitalize on in immortals Mm. gets me fucking hype and i'm gonna tell you something that's gonna shock you Mm it's it's gonna shock you but i'm not picking up cyberpunk next week so i can play this wow okay (laughs) wow are you shooketh yeah yeah no like yeah for sure Uh, wow cool damn that go go buddy go go gods and monsters hey you're gonna have a great time roger you're gonna love it i, I guarantee you it's it's funny that like don't ex- go to expecting odyssey though like there's a lot of nah. there's a lot of differences there but you can definitely feel the dna in there but if the things you liked about odyssey was the uh the com the, the fun c- parts sorry it was the fun parts it was the 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 kind of stepping away from realistic okay from uh, of assassin's creed the historically accurate stuff okay and just yeah you know what you can jump off this cliff and and not suffer any fall damage or fight some weird mythical god and stuff that that's what i fucking like okay nice yeah well that yeah that that is this game basically yep uh the tones just fairly different i'd say maybe that's the only thing that you might find a a, you know a little bit great i'm expecting but yeah Yeah. you're you're gonna love the moment to moment gameplay i i guarantee it god god it's it's absolutely gorgeous i've already done a bit of playing around with the photo mode uh it's Mm -hmm. it's 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 beautiful and it runs great as well too i haven't tried the perform uh, the visual mode on it yet but performance mode 4k 60 it runs perfectly and it looks gorgeous um, maybe the yeah. maybe the combat might it, it might be a little bit let down because it is it is a lot more simple than what uh, Odyssey yep. was. But then I'm I'm st- I'm still really early on in. I'm only only two hours in. But yeah, I think you will definitely be satisfied by this one for sure. Mm, I'm super keen, man. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm so keen. I just yeah I I just know it's gonna be and like I said like I absolutely love Greek mythology. Yeah. Um. I think just being in that world, like you said, like all the colors and stuff. Mm. Oh, and Chris, I'm, Chris will I'm be so picking excited. up Cyberpunk anyway, won't he? Um, actually, no. Oh shit! Actually, I don't think so. We were talking about it a few days ago, and it sounds like he's going to wait for the next gen version of it. Okay. To come out Alrighty, before he actually starts playing it. Which, you know what? We, we've talked about this a few times on here. We're, we're getting older. We're getting wiser. Especially with those single player games. There's no rush. Mm. We're still going to have stuff to talk about here. Mm. And if we don't, we have people like yourself who will come on and, and talk about the games that we haven't had the chance to play yet. So, it's, you know what? It's all good, man. Dude. Just, just enjoy life. Take your time. Play those games that you want to play. A hundred percent, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if you want me lot. back to talk about cyberpunk, I'm always at your beck and call, Roggy. Fuck yeah. That's what we want. That's what we want. <laughs> but I understand we're running out of time. Uh, so we're going to wrap up this episode for this week. But Zach, thank you so much for jumping back on with us while Chris is away. You bloody legend. Oh, it's always fun. Thanks again.
So good. Ah, Chris, Love never come back. Fuck you. you. Yeah, never come back. <laughs> We've got Zach as, as our permanent co-host now. <laughs> In saying that, please check out News to Reviews on wherever you can find your podcasts uh, on there and, and follow them on the socials as well. But uh, for now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap up this episode for another week and we will speak to you next week. Bye.